Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Lee, tell everybody how you got started in this. This is an interesting story. So when I was 22, 23 years old, actually, so 20 years ago now, I heard the voice of my guides. And I was on the train in England, where I lived at the time, um, where I'm from. And I was on my way to work, and I was sifting through all of the thoughts in my head. Um, And many of them were negative at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things that I didn't think were going well for me, or that weren't going right, or that I could have been doing better. And literally that morning on the left, I heard this voice say to me, that's an interesting theory, but you're wrong. And I'd never heard that voice before. It certainly wasn't like any of the voices in my own mind. And I had this back and forth conversation with it where it explained to me how I was seeing this problem I thought I had wrong. And once it explained what I was seeing, I was kind of blown away by the answer and from there, I asked, you know, what is this? And I, it was, I, I was explained uh, that we are your guides, and we've been here all this time. You just haven't been able to hear us in this way until now. And we all have these guides, don't we? You know, I absolutely believe we do. And for the people who who have a problem with the idea of guides, what I believe in is just universal power. So. The reason the book is called Energy Speaks is because energy speaks to us everywhere. So sure, my guides speak to me and they are energy in form. But for all of us, we're connected to a wider spirit, a higher perspective, and we can all access that whether we're connecting to that or whether we're specifically connecting to guides who are here to help us with our destiny path. With Lee tonight, we're going to talk about channeling, intuition, empaths healing and his book of course energy speaks this is remarkable how people can control their own abilities and do amazing things like channeling using your intuition it's just it's a gift isn't it, it you know what's so funny is what i what i think is that so many of us were trained away from these gifts and that as children when we come in we are innately wired to be curious, creative, playful, intuitive, and sensory. And then as we interact with our, you know, cultural and collective training, it gets knocked out of us. And so I, I've not met one person that I, that I don't believe has some level of sensitivity or intuition, but I think that we're so steered away from it, that the innate gift that we have, that it can take time to reaccess it or in cases like mine, you you suddenly get slammed back into it um, in a way that you aren't expecting. Let's talk about channeling for a moment here, Lee. What, in your opinion, is channeling? So for me, the channeling is, especially in the form that I do it, it's when you are able to relay messages from a source that is bigger than you, whether it's a guide, whether you are channeling the voice of someone who has passed over, uh, whether you are accessing spirit or source, or for some people, they would experience that as God. So for me, channeling, I characterize it as a very auditory experience, a one where you are hearing and relaying messages. For other people, I also say that channeling can be an act of creativity. So those who create music are channeling, those who work in art or get very in the flow with this recipe that they're creating. I think we're all channeling different energies all the time. But in my case, I 
I specifically identify with the auditory side of channeling. Now, when you channel, are the messages coming to you, or do you go out and seek them? No, they come to me. It's interesting. I never feel like I leave my body. I feel like my body expands. And so at the moment, while we're talking, if I wanted to turn my attention to my guides, I would literally uh, hear them off to the left of my head and a little bit above my head. But if I bring them through me and I channel them verbally for an individual or a group, um, I feel them coming down and through me. So my, my own mind doesn't have time to process what they're going to say beyond about the first three or four sentences. It's kind of a direct conduit of of energy that comes through, but it comes down and through my body. You call your spirit guides Zs. How did that happen? When I asked if they had names, um, there was some humor. (laughs) They said, well, we don't really have names in the way that you have names, but we know it's important for you to have a name. So they said, you can, you can call me Zachary. I'm the lead spokesperson. We are 88 entities who then extend wider into source, but I'm the lead spokesperson for the guides. Over the years, I met a couple of others, and they gave names beginning with Z. So it was actually people who followed my work who started referring to them as disease, because for a while, I would differentiate who was speaking. So sometimes it was a Zachary channel. Sometimes it was Zyadora or Zachariah. And at a certain point, they all just became a collective again. It was around 2013, and they said, we're no longer going to separate. We're no longer going to separate out the female and the male voices because it's time that your society reintegrates the male and female energy. So we now are going to just speak as one again. And so it was actually the people who followed my work who would refer to them as disease, and it just kind of stuck. Interesting. Now, with these these guides, these Zs that you have, uh, how were they assigned to you? How did they find you? Apparently, it's a contract, and that's what they told me. When I've asked questions about it, they say they say that a couple of different things. They say some of the members of the group I have known before um, in other lifetimes, which apparently is very true for all of us. Um, not unlike the family that you're born into you often have known at least most of the members of that family before. Sometimes we get new ones, but um, there is some kind of connection. So they they explained to me that they're assigned to me, but they are not just assigned to me, especially as my work is public. Um, in a way, I was the person who was the bridge for them to come through and speak to a group. So they were assigned to me from birth to steer me through childhood, and then when it was time and I was ready, I was able to hear them. Now, these aren't your so-called guardian angels, or are they? Well, it's interesting. I met a couple of angelics in the group, but they're they're a whole range. So they say that some of them have been incarnate before on on Earth. Some have never been incarnate on Earth. Um, Some of them refer to themselves as a voice of galactic source, and as a whole, They call themselves a consciousness library, but I did meet a couple of the angelics, and it was very interesting. Um, It was across a weekend where I was literally bringing different aspects of the whole group through my body, and this was being facilitated by my my then partner at the time, and the angelics really didn't like it here. Um, I remember they didn't have much language. There wasn't a great deal of verbal information they, they shared. But all I remember is, 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 is one of them saying, 
it's dark here, it's dark mm. here, and they wanted to get out, which I kind of made sense to me because I, I think that, you know, to be on this planet, we are surfing density and light. And um, so I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Is there a mission, Lee, to really bail us out? I mean, would they step in if something tragic was happening to you or about to happen and save you? Um, I don't know if my personal mortality is that important um, in in the scheme of you know the world and and I also they don't have a perspective of bailing us out what what they speak about is they speak about the predestined nature of this time that we're in so they will say there's a lot going on right now and this is a very intense time of transformation on your planet but as much as we do have free will to some degree and we can alter certain events in our life and certain events as a collective, all of this is far bigger than us. And they say even in terms of the universe, what Earth is going through right now has a connection to what what is being experienced in the whole universe. So um, they've given me warnings. Um, they've definitely given me warnings a couple of times. But they don't tend to see it uh, as, as, as a, a need-to-bail-out situation um, in, in quite that way. Interesting take of that. And channeling, you believe, is critically important this moment in history. How come? You know, I think one of the things that I have encountered over and over again is people tell me that they are secretly channeling. Uh, you know, whether it's the CEOs of multimillion-dollar businesses or uh, people who have interviewed me but um, but don't talk about the fact they channel themselves, or just someone I meet at a party who knows what I do, they'll come up, they'll hold my hand, and they'll go, I channel too, but I'd never speak about it. And to me, channeling is just part of a balanced diet. Um, you know, we need yoga, we need good nutrition, we need channeling. You know, it, it might be one of many things that you do for your spiritual fitness, or for, in some cases, like it was with me, it can be a real spiritual catalyst and a very important part of your spiritual learning. Um, but I think it's critical right now at this time in history that anything that we have been steered away from through fear or where skepticism or stigma has been created around it, I don't see that as good for anybody. I think that everybody is here to be a piece of the puzzle on earth and explore who they are and really bring who they are to the world. And I think there are many ways that many of us have been trained and discouraged away from our natural intuition. And so for that reason, I always encourage everyone to channel. And I say, hey, at the very least, just pick up a pen and paper mm -hmm. and write down what does my soul want to tell me today? And then write down what comes to you. And don't worry too much. Is this a guide? Is this the universe? Just see if you can start to go beyond your own mind with that act of communication and see what difference it makes in your life. Lee, how do we know that we're not being tricked by some of these spirit guides, that maybe they aren't spirit guides, but maybe they're something else? Demons, for example. How do we know? Well, yeah, I personally, I don't have those kinds of experiences, so I can't, I can't speak for somebody who, who talks, you know, or believes they're having a, a demonic experience. Mm -hmm. The one thing I would say is, and I, I say this countless times to people, you know, we, we, we don't give our power away to a person or a spirit that is asking us to do something that we feel uneasy about. And we always have to trust ourselves. And I, I come across this. People will say, oh, well, my spirit guide told me to do this. And I'm like, well, 
how is that going for you? And they go, well, it's going awfully, but because my spirit guide told me to do it, I keep going. And I'm always like, no, no, this is a co-creative relationship. And a spirit guide is also not in the human body. So if ever you have a spirit guide that is telling you to do things, um, it's very important to check your alignment with that. A spirit guide, think of it as uh, a council or somewhere that you can go to seek opinion in much the same way we do of our good friends or our family members. We go and seek counsel and then we see how we feel about it. So at best, really, it should always be a co-creative relationship. Um, the one thing that I, I have also heard spoken of, a, a very good friend of mine, Wendy Kennedy, who is a great channeler, um, she actually said that early on in her channeling training, um, her guide said to her, go and eat an apple. So she did. <laughs> and then they said, why did you do that? And she said, because you told me to. Huh. And then they said, well, you don't do anything that we tell you. know, They said, as above, so below. It's important that you decide what you want to do with our information or the information of any human being on your planet. And I think the reason we often give our power away is because certain religions entrained us to do that and because our life and our training has asked us to move away from our own inner knowing. So it takes time to rebuild that. Lee, when we pray, who are we praying to? Are we praying to our God? Are we praying to the spirit guides, to angels? Who, who are we asking for the help, truly? Well, I think who we're asking for the help for is, is our own personal focus. So one person will say, well, I pray to Jesus. And another person will say, I pray to the great spirit. But the prayers are being answered energetically, because if you sit there with a focused intent and an open heart and a directive for something that you are asking or surrendering in your prayer, then you're actually creating an energetic ripple effect into the world. So prayer is so powerful. And especially given we can often all have fragmented or tricky thoughts or reactive thoughts, a conscious thought in prayer or an, a spoken word in prayer is a very powerful rewiring of your state of being, your intent, and your hopes and dreams for the future. So it's, to me, those prayers go into the universe, but for each individual person, they might be praying to a specific person, place, or thing. Why do some of them prayers get answered and others don't? I think it really depends on the individual. That's, that would be a tricky question for me to answer without having a few case studies in front of me. Because yeah. I've met people who, who, you know, they say they're praying for something and it's tapping them on the shoulder and they're ignoring it because they're so fixated on the way they thought that thing was supposed to come to them. Um, equally, I've met other people who have low self-belief around the power of the universe. They want to believe it's true but they haven't had enough support or experiences. So, And then I've met others who are living at that vibration. For me, the trick is always practice. And this is what the Zs say. They say the more you practice something with regularity, so the more that we practice gratitude and noting our blessings in life, the more we will see our blessings. So I think that that's a tricky question to answer generally, but I think it's a great question because it, it's, it's something that's at the root of a lot of frustration for people who, who are trying to have a spiritual experience in a certain way, such as prayer, and are not necessarily getting the results they want. So I would say start practicing other spiritual things too. Don't just stick with prayer if it's not giving you the full experience you're looking for. Try some other spiritual practices and see what works for you.
Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.